my boy Brian. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. How? When's the last time we, I saw you? Uh, I think we talked about man, that. Man, it's been a while. I think the last time I saw you was at Ant Dogs. Ant Dogs, really? Yeah. Not I even at so. AK. Not even at AK. I think it was Ant Dogs. Really? Yeah. Were you taking pictures out there? Uh, I was probably in the area of filming somebody, and I probably just in passing saw you. Mm. What? How was? I had a question for this. Do you like taking pictures better or video? What do you like better? Um, it's kind of a toss up right now, right? Because I originally started doing photography. That's mm. was that was my bread and butter, and it still is. But the video work started getting more interesting for me maybe about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, I knew how to do it. It just wasn't something that I was keen on doing it yeah because it wasn't my bread and butter like you give me my camera and i can you know turn on with my eyes closed and do everything with my eyes closed and everything will come out good <laughs> you know like all those people those specialties where they're like messing around with a gun taking it apart it's i feel yes. like you're like no, no, the no, type exactly of <laughs> exactly same way settings i mean everything in and out with my eyes closed i can probably figure out yeah you're you like know. the john wick of cameras right <laughs> yes pretty much <laughs> Whereas with the video portion, I mean, it takes, it's not, I mean, it's not difficult. It just takes a little more, uh, brain power to, yeah. to do. So my brother, I was telling you off air right now, man, like I've always been associated with you when it comes to AKA. I yeah. always, you guys were, you were the guy with the camera taking high quality pictures and providing it for all of us athletes, like as content, man. And it was, I appreciate that dearly, bro. But I also was telling you, like, I wanted to know you before the camera. Okay. So how was it starting <laughs> from your childhood, brother? Um, good. So believe it or not. Okay, so my dad was born in, uh, in Mexico, but his father was a U.S. citizen, so it's weird, right? So he's a U.S. citizen. He was back in the States. Um, he actually went to Mexico for school because the school education over there was more advanced than the school here in the U.S. Mm. Um, he met my mom in Mexico. They fell in love, yada, yada, yada. But later on, I was born. I was born in Mexico. Um, I was brought here at three years old. Um and I was born, oh, sorry, well, I was raised on the east side of San Jose, and that's where I stayed almost the entirety of my life. Yeah, and you still remain to be here. So I, I moved because I purchased a home. I was trying to buy a home here in San Jose, mm -hmm. and it was just crazy ridiculous. Yeah. Um, we were looking at just plots of land, right, with a burnt house, mm. and I think it was over like a mil plus with the burnt house. So that was you removing the house, right, paying for the demo of that house, paying all the fees on that, and having just dirt. For a mill. Over a mill. Over a mill. What? Here? Here. Well, I, I, I was in Willow Glen. Oh. So, I mean, it, it, the, the prices were up there. So, when mm. we started looking for a home, um, unfortunately, we had to drift a little south, you know. So, you're not here no longer? A lot of people don't know, but no, I am no longer in San Jose, but I'm in San Jose every day. Really? Yes. Bro, so you're, you are constantly on the road. Like, yes. I know you just came from Houston. Yes, last night. Bro, does that take a toll on you? Um, it does. You know what? Jet lag is real. And the thing for me is like when I get flown out to, to, to perform or sorry, not to perform, but you know, perform my tasks. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm usually, uh, working right off the bat. So I land, get to my hotel, check in and boom, right to work. So I don't really have time to, to, to de-stress or anything. I just go. Yeah. Um, and it's like that almost 24 seven now. So when you were growing up as a child, did you always notice yourself like loving imagery or videos or anything like that like what brought you into like holding a camera and you're like oh i can do something with this so believe it or not i was fortunate enough where i had uh electives uh, as a sixth grader mm. so i chose photography um it wasn't really what it is now because i mean it was just here's a point and shoot camera that yeah. my school gave us 
you go out take photos and they develop for you and your teacher's like oh yeah that's you know that was good <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, that was an excellent photo <laughs> yes. but meanwhile you're just you know click 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 to get the the, the 24 exposures that yeah. were on that disposable camera yeah. done with so you'd be done with the work yeah so you did you fall in love with it right away or is this kind of just like oh i like i like taking pictures i, I mean i liked it but i really didn't understand what it was right mm. because it was a point and shoot camera and whatever you shot i mean you can hardly see the image on the on the, on the photograph you know it was just <laughs> terrible <laughs> But I liked it, you know? Yeah. Did you, and did it prolong as time went on or just like, how did it continue? I was fortunate where I had um, elective six, seven, and eight. So I just chose photography all the way through. Um, I really didn't get serious into photography until high school where I had it as elective again. Mm. But now you actually have a, a an SLR, not a DSLR, an SLR, right? Where you actually have to manually put all the settings in the camera to get images and i did uh, sorry and i had a great instructor where he actually showed us how to use it mm. um so once i actually figured out how to physically use the camera i was like oh, okay this is cool now because now i can manipulate and get images the way i want them mm -hmm. did you uh because i've noticed I've, I've had a lot of photographers and videographers on my podcast yeah and they always talked about how they had to do a lot of free work in the very beginning yeah you have to yeah. i mean there's no way around it um, just because a lot of people don't know who you are, right? You're not mm -hmm. established. And in order for you to, to, to be kind of seen, you have to do a little bit of free work. Yeah. And right? why, why do people assume that, especially creators now, uh, because I mean, there are a lot of great creators like due to like social media and stuff, yeah. but they assume that like, oh, you're going to pay me this many, you know, grand, listen that like off for one project and you really haven't like been put out there to the test. See, but that's a thing now, right? The digital camera now is so advanced that you can put that thing on 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 auto and you'll have some amazing images mm. whereas before you had to work for it you had yeah. to learn the camera you had to know your equipment whereas now and okay so bringing uh, it, it's hard to talk about right because <laughs> talk about it bro i started i didn't even start in mma i started uh shooting rappers and music and entertainment mm. right so when i first was doing that um the digital camera had just came out right so there wasn't too many digital Sorry, consumer digital cameras. Let me get that right. Um, and they were expensive, so not too many people had it. So when I started doing all these uh, performers and these entertainers, you know, I was the shit. I hate to say it, but I was yes. because I knew the equipment. I knew it in and out. Yeah. And you could charge whatever rate you wanted. But as soon as Costco started selling, <laughs> I'm dead serious, right? Yes. A lot of the people, a lot of my clients were like, oh, well, you know what? We're not going to use you this time because... We bought my, my little cousin a camera and my cousin's going to shoot the photos. And I was like, oh, shit, I was taken back, you know, because this was the first time I'm actually losing work. Yeah. But then they would come back to me. Hey, uh, they don't look the same as your images. Can you fix them? Yeah. And I'd see them. And I'm like, bro, these are blurry. They're, they're, they're terrible because yeah. people don't take the time to invest into their craft. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of fixed them up as best as possible to still get some kind of money because remember, we're still hurting for money at this yeah, point, right? So yeah. I would fix them to the best of my ability and tell them, hey, look, you hired your little cousin. Your little cousin doesn't have the experience I do. Your little cousin didn't learn the camera the way I did. Yes. That's where the images look the way they did. Yeah. Right? But they don't care. You know, they just they just want someone to post up to social media at that time. Yeah, I feel like you can, I feel like anybody can purchase a very high quality camera, but they don't know how to use it. Right. And right. that's the problem when it comes to, because honestly, me and my brothers, we have a lot of great cameras, but you have to like literally know the whole 
thing and how to use it properly yes from every single setting you need to know how to take it apart put it back together and just all the use all the mechanics but a lot of people they just like oh man i just spent 6k on a camera i'm good i got the right lens got the right body it's like yeah but do you know how to use it man yeah don't get me wrong you can put that camera on auto mm. and it's going to give you uh decent quality images right yeah. something that you can get away with, right? But if you're hired to do a job and, you know, you can totally tell the difference. Like, wait yeah. a minute, this does not look like this. You, yeah. know, you, can, you can tell, but, you know, uh, for people to 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 uh, fake it till they make it, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Yes. You know, it, it'll work. It'll work. Uh, what did it feel like when you, like, you got that either message, phone call to get do your first job? Uh, my first paid, man, I don't even remember. Um <laughs> Oh, man, I don't remember because honestly, like for me, it wasn't really about the money at first, right? Mm -hmm. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked getting paid, but I I was never one to overcharge or to like, you know, eye gouge people to the yeah. point where they're like, whoa, what the hell is this? You know, mm -hmm. I can't afford that. Um, I was always low on, on my quotes and my pricing or if somebody couldn't afford me, I'm like, cool. Hey, let's, what can you afford? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. You can pay me X, Y, Z. I can go, but I won't stay for the eight. I'll give you, you know, six or, you know, we'll work it. Yeah. Compromising. And if I remember right, I think you hired me once to do something. And what did I charge you? If you remember. I remember, but I don't know if you remember. I don't think anything. I charged you, <laughs> I think it was a Gatorade and a Snickers. Bro, no, you know what? <laughs> yes. That's what I charged you, a Gatorade and a Snickers. Yeah. But you also love doing it and this is what bothered me too. Like right now it's this is kind of making me mad because I don't like to do that. Cause I know I think when I was younger, you know when you're a young, dumb yeah. athlete, you kinda you you think you expect things just kind of given to you, maybe. Right. And man, that actually kind of makes me mad. It shouldn't, and this is the reason why. After seeing what some fighters make Mm. Right, it is hard for me to accept money for some, knowing what they make. Yeah, and I've been able to document and be with a lot of fighters. Fighters that when I see their overall pay, I'm just like flabbergasted. I'm like, man, just it's tough, you know. Don't don't worry about it. And bro, like you, it's beautiful for you too, my man, because you get to see the whole process of it. You are documenting yeah. the journey. Yeah, and then at the end of it, victory or in defeat, you get to like you said, you see the end of that paycheck. You're like. What the fuck, bro? Like you killed yourself for months Yeah. for that. So I've been with fighters and okay, I'm not going to name them, but I've been with fighters where they receive 12 to show 12 to win. Right. Um, the fighter that I was with at the time lost. So they showed, uh, so they only got 12 on top of that. What people fail to realize is sometimes they charge you for your hotel. Sometimes they charge you for your hotel. Uh, sorry for your, for your coach's flights, your coach's, uh, hotel stay and any other expense in between comes out of your fighter purse so overall you're getting 12 right no after all your deductions whatever your deductions were that's your overall and off the off that overall you still have to pay taxes on that which a lot of people don't know and end up in financial trouble because at the end of the year guess what you're you were 1099 i believe yeah right so you get everything up front and you don't take the tax out so when uncle uh, sam comes to pay you a visit <laughs> you owe and then what do fighters, a lot of fighters do this, like when they get their money, they like to go crazy, like yeah. to celebrate. They like to spend money on, say, like dumb shit, you know? I've had maybe one or two do that, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I was a, I was a good example of that too. I mean, I would think that like, oh man, I got paid this much. And then like, you don't realize you still have bills at home. You yeah. still have to pay your coaches. I, I did. I left that out. You still have to pay coaches on top. Yeah, of bro. You still have gym fees. If, if your gym, whatever you worked out between you and your gym, you still have gym fees. Yeah, man. You still it's, have to live. It's a tough fucking life to be a fighter. It really and, is. And it's honestly, it's, it, it, I love this example. Cause I, I saw a video one time of, uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He was in a room. When a UFC fighter walked into the room, he did this. Stand it up a little straight. Mm -hmm. He was just like, oh man, what's going on, brother? Big fan. And I'm like, whoa, I've... that's so strange for Kobe to get stand up straight, adjust his posture, and be like, oh fuck, there's a fighter in the room. Yeah. It's different, right? It is. So I feel like in the I've seen that in NFL too. Like when NFL players see a UFC fighter, even if they're a small guy, they're like, oh shit, you a bad motherfucker. But it's like they don't get paid properly. No. And that's the thing that terrifies me the most is like, when is that going to change? When? I I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough discussion because, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It really is. Um, there are organizations that do take care of fighters as far as, far as financials. And I've seen some of them compared um, out of the maybe top four organizations. You look at the pay scale and I'm like, wait a minute. If you're supposed to be number one overall... Why is XYZ paying more? Yeah. Taking their taking care of their fighters more, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it It's weird. Yeah. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I'm not here to slam the organizations. You know, the fighters know what they're getting into when they sign the contract. Um, so you just got to make whatever decision is best for you at that time. Yeah. And I think, bro, like having, I mean, being a fighter and being, like, surrounded by all the guys – Honestly, it's it's almost like in the very beginning of the journey, you don't think about money. That's it. You don't because you, you, you you're you're in it for the love of the the sport or your your craft, right? Yeah. And then once you get punched in the face, you are <laughs> like, man, what am I doing? You know, I still have bills to pay on top of this. You know, this is not gonna cut it. I need to figure out a way to get more money. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what I did, bro. Cause like, I mean, I I think I left the game at twenty five. And uh, I remember when I just got in an accident and I was just like, oh, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm, I don't really want to take brain damage for, yeah. for chump change. No, no, you know no, definitely I mean? not. Like, I'm good. I think I'm okay. And it's, it wasn't even a hard decision to even do that. It really wasn't. And uh, even though, because like fighters, they don't do it for the money. They do it for the glory. Right. You know? And that's the one thing that. Everyone wants to be the baddest MF, you know? Yeah, everybody does. And like, it just. It's a hard life in the fight game, and it's hard life outside. outside. Yes. So it's like no matter what, you're suffering. Yes. It don't. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So, how did the opportunity for you even to? How did you even walk into AK? How the hell did that even happen? Uh. So what is? Ah, okay. <laughs> so I, once I started phasing out of the, the the music scene, the entertainment stuff that I was doing. Um. I mean, I've always lived here in San Jose. And the good thing about that is you meet a variety of people. We're so diverse here in the Bay Area. Yes. Right? Um, I went to high school with uh, Rob, which was DC's barber at the time. Okay. And one day I went into the barber shop to get my uh, kid's haircut. And Rob actually introduced me to DC. DC was sitting in his chair and he goes, oh, this is my boy Brian. I went to high school. And he, know that I he knows that I always did the photography thing. Mm. So he was like, oh, if you ever need any photos, you know, you reach out to him. You guys should link up and do some work because he's good. He's good. He, know he knew me. He knew my work. And DC was sitting there getting his hair kind of like, oh, man, you know, F this dude. But he still gave me his phone number, right? So I waited maybe like four or five days, and I text him, hey, this is Brian, the photographer. Just let me know, you know, whenever you need some photos, you know, 
and and that was pretty much it. Um, he blew me off, of course. <laughs> um, and then I eventually saw him at a show. I saw him at a a show at the Cranway Pavilion. He was doing some autograph signings, and uh, I introduced myself to him again. I'm like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Rob's friend. You know the photographer." He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, do you mind if I take a photo?" He was like, "Cool." So the Craneway Pavilion, I've, you fought there before. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful venue. Beautiful spot. Right? So the sun was coming down right by the water, mm. and I asked him to step out. And at first he looked at me like, what the fuck? You want me to go outside? And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the sun. And I was trying to explain the whole situation. Mm. And um, he was reluctant at first, but then he finally did it. Took the photo and showed him on the back of the camera. And he was like, oh, shit. He goes, that looks great. Yeah. And he goes, hey, do you mind if I get one with my family at the time? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, come on, let's go. So he called his family, and I took the photo, and from there, that was it. So it from there just prolonged to like more opportunities for you like yeah. he kind of welcomed you in the gym from there Yeah, from there. He's like, hey, do you have time to come to the gym? So I said cool I remember first going my first day. They're like, oh, you got to sign in you got to do this yeah. <laughs> um, And who are you with? Okay, wait right here away from the show and I was like, what the hell is this? You know, I've never experienced anything like that yes. <laughs> um, You know and it takes a little bit of time of course, you know someone brand new you don't mm -hmm. know what their intentions are you don't know um, Me personally, they don't know me yeah. Um, and I think the first person I met there was Shy. Yeah. Right? And Beautiful I, Shy. Yeah. Yep. Fucking then, love you, Shy. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> and then after that, it was a rap, you know? We've been rocking ever since. And for, was it intimidating being in there? I mean, I'm, uh, it's kind of a weird thing because you've been surrounded by, you know, musicians, the, yeah. the entertainment aspect. Yeah. And it's very, very high paced there. Yeah. So I feel like fighting, it's, it is still high paced, but at a different tempo. Um, it, no, I don't think it was intimidating. Everyone was welcoming. I didn't have any problems whatsoever. Um, everyone was cool. So, no, it wasn't intimidating at all. Did you ever raise your, like, eyebrow, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? No, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, before that, I mean, I've seen I've seen MMA on TV. I did a little bit of Muay Thai when I was a lot lighter, you yeah. know. I, I dabbled in it a little bit. Uh, but then just like everyone with the work schedule, you know, just kids and everything just kind of fell off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Did you have uh, children before you started photography? I did not have children at six in sixth grade. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know what I mean? When you first got into it, into it. Um, <laughs> sixth grade. I had kids when I was 23. So I was in college. Yeah. And once again, in college, I did the whole photography things. Same deal, you know? Damn, bro. So that's even a, like a one thing too that I feel like that's like my, will be my greatest title is being called a father. Yeah. Uh, what was that like bringing a child into the world? Uh, it's scary, man. It's scary because you, you don't have the security as you're still renting, you know, your, uh, your living space, it's not yours. Um, the money's tight. It's not coming in the way it's supposed to. I mean, you're working a job that you probably don't like. Mm -hmm. So I was juggling all that on top of going to school on top of trying to, you know, so, you know, feed my family. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, I feel like that like helps you with all the other stuff though, too. Cause like, how old are you by the way? Damn, I'm 30, 38. You're fucking young, dude. Yeah, Jesus no, Christ. Crazy. Yo, that, you know, that's the goal of mine to have hair like that. I want white. So I want, you know, hair like this. Yeah. I want it white, though. I just have bad genes. It just grows gray. That's I, a good, I'm not that's a good look, it, bro. I'm not dying. And I'm not. At first I was, you know, and I was like, you know what? No, it's just, this is rocket. Yeah. Uh, so when you were in AKA, obviously just taking pictures, mm -hmm. when did that opportunity come to the point where you were like DC's? Head photographer. So when I first got there, uh, Lazy Lazy was helping DC with his photos and his uh, social media stuff. I remember Lazy. Right? That's crazy. Um, so Lazy was there, and we were kind of both doing the, the same job at the same time. And then I think he moved away, and I just kind of slipped into that spot. Mm. And that was that. Yeah. And yeah. then 
I mean, like, were you just following him everywhere? Yep, everywhere. Fuck, man. And I can tell DC, I remember when you had 6,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, never. And I was like, you had 6,000 Instagram followers when I first met you. How many do you have now? Yeah. He goes, so you're saying you're part of my success. Oh, you're, you're the reason for my success? And I was like, hey, man, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, bro. And isn't that a crazy thing, too? Like, you were a ginormous part of it. You know what I mean? You documented everything. Like, yeah. I think I love that picture with uh, uh, DC leaning in and Dana White. And I think they were discussing the Stipe Bro, fight. That was that was insane. That was right after he fought. Uh, Rumble. Rumble 2? No, I think it was Ozdemir. Was it Ozdemir? Because it was a fight before Stipe. I, it's either Rumble 2 or Ozdemir. It's one of those. One of those one two. Of those. And I was just, I saw him together and then. I, I overheard what he was saying, and I was like, oh, shit, this is huge. That's crazy. Right, so I was taking the photos, you know, not knowing, then I, like, kind of ear hustling, mm. I overheard what it was, and I was like, this is huge. Yeah, And uh, DC just said, hey, you know, show me the money. Damn. Really, that was that's all it was. <laughs> it's crazy shit. <laughs> he never once said, let me think about it or nah, you know, he just said, show mm. me the money. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you were first at AKA, did you kind of recognize, like, man, there's, like, so many greats here? Or did, did that take time to, like, accumulate, like, wow? No, at first, because you walk into AKA, right, and you see all the photos of the walls of mm. all these legends, you're like, fuck. You know, yeah. I've I seen these guys on TV, you know, the larger the life uh, personas, and then they're, yeah. they're in front of you, you're like, oh, shit. But... From being in the music industry, right, I never really got starstruck to the point where, like, I'm like, oh, I need a photo or, oh, I need this, right? Yeah. Um, because you have to carry yourself as a professional at all times, right? Yeah. And I think that's what kind of separates everybody. Yeah. I think even for myself, being around, like, say, Khabib, Kane, yeah. Luke, Josh, like, DC, all these guys, it made me, like, really realize, like, we're all the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... It's funny, like when I have, like I have cousins who are like, "Oh my God, like how are they at the gym?" I'm like, they're just training. Yeah, it's like, cool. Normal they're all people. training. They're great guys. They all hug. They all like talk. They all shit. Yeah. We all do the same stuff. And then even like say like, "Oh, did you get a picture?" And I'm like, no. I mean, of course you get them here, in between, right? But it's 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 more organic. Yeah. You're not there. Oh, I need a photo for the gram. Yes. It's more organic, right? Yeah. Like I remember there's this one photo of. Um, I think it was you or Carlos took like you know how we did the whole fighter handshake thing yeah and there was like this one uh, picture of me and Hob just cracking up and we were just laughing that's that's raw it's yeah. natural you know what I mean it's not like hey let's just fake like we're laughing and take the picture yeah it's not like that no, no, so no. I like that raw look better and it's it's so funny I've noticed that even from taking pictures of my like just personally when I go to weddings or so on and so forth mm -hmm. it's always better raw right when it's people don't even expect it right yeah it's weird I mean I don't know if it's the case for you but every time I always tell people to get ready I'm like I just don't I don't know I don't like the look no it's not it looks staged of course that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the overall it just looks too too posed yeah I remember I when I took my camera to a wedding and the couple they were like dancing and they had obviously a couple of drinks yeah. but they were just staring at each other like fuck I love you yeah and I just and yeah. I was like fuck look how raw that is but and then when I tell them to take a picture side by side I'm like it does yeah, the same like, look uh, yeah <laughs> so I do do weddings but I, I like to do like small intimate weddings I I'm fortunate enough now where I can pick and choose what I want to do mm. right so what I tell them is like if we're doing a photo session for the engagement photos, I'm like, you guys just look at each other, talk to each other, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'll do what I got to do. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. How does that feel, bro, to like be able to pick and choose your work? Um, It feels good. It, 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 it does, you know, but um, 
as far as like other stuff other than MMA, that's where I'm fortunate, where I can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. And I, honestly, bro, like I'm, I'm extremely grateful for you to be here because I know your time is so valuable. Thank you. But do you ever get burnt out? All the time. Mm. See, this is the thing, right? Um, we live in California. Yeah. Not only California, but the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, right? So the thing is, if you're not hustling to, to, to work, you don't eat, yeah. right? Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not rich, but I'm not broke. My bills are paid. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, bro, like I have a, I think you can like some pass on some lessons to me for somebody who's like an aspiring entrepreneur and starting his own stuff. It's hard for me to turn it off. It's yeah. hard for me to channel that into playtime, I would say. Even for me, I'm, I'm still struggling with that to this day because yeah. you always have that what if, right? Um, the only thing that kind of helps me out now is that I was fortunate enough to, to be smart financially where I was able to put away a little bit of money, not much, but that's emergency money. That's yes. not play money. So if something happens where if I can't work, um, God forbid something happened. Mm. I have a little reserve of money where I can take care of myself and my family for a little bit and be okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like even for like, I feel like when I go visit my family over the weekends is like the only time I really can turn it off. Like if my yeah. niece is there, ooh, I gotta be able to give her that genuine time. Same thing with yeah. my mom, my little brothers, my sister. It's like the only time where I can just like turn everything away and just like, hey guys, yeah, like let's talk, let's bullshit, let's go eat, let's, you know what I mean? That's the only time I could really turn it off. But I also... I'm also in that phase too where it's like using my 20s to fucking build some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to waste my 20s. You know what I mean? And like I remember my when I said this to my coach, uh, Rick Soto, I said I, I almost thought fighting was a waste of time because I was like I could have leveled up in so many different aspects. But he was like if you didn't have fighting though, you probably wouldn't have the discipline and work ethic. Yeah. So a good example is that, that discipline, right? So I think I wilded out a little bit before I had my kids, right? Well, you know what? No. For me, I always looked older. So I was able, like at 15, 16, 17 year olds, sorry, at 15, 16, 17, able to get into places where, you know, you have to be 21 and over. So I kind of wild out at that time. So by the time I was 21, 22, I was yeah. like, no, nope, I'm good. Let, let's figure something out. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. bro, like, I don't, I don't crave that fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. Like, I get it. Like, I had a birthday here recently and I spent and it with fine. all. And yeah, that's it fine. was great, but it's like, I can't do that shit every fucking weekend. No. You know what I mean? Nope, 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 nope. It's like, I'd rather, as weird as it is, be in my room working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how weird it's gotten, but I, I feel, and this is the weird thing that I'm trying to juggle with too. When I go home with my family, in the back of my head, there's like a little demon that's like, dude, you need to get to fucking work. Yeah, always. So, bro, and it's like, fuck. Like, sometimes I'm just trying to like, dude, shut the fuck up and let me just be here. Be in the moment. Yes, but sometimes it's just like something is just pushing me aside. Like, yeah. oh, you need to go back home and get to fucking work. Yeah. So that is like thing. But that that's your work to... ethic from doing martial arts. Yeah. Right? If I'm not in the gym bettering myself, uh, the guy I'm fighting in three weeks is already ahead of me, yeah. right? He's already grinding to the point where he has five hours and six minutes of more training than I do. Yes. Do you ever think that you'll be able to channel that? Uh, to turn off? Yeah. My work, uh, my field of work is so competitive right now that probably not. You know, yeah. um, like I said, the Costco's made it 
well, not even Costco now, but the, the digital cameras are so low in price right now that someone um, picking it up right for the first time can can learn to use it effectively. Yeah, if they dedicate their time to it, maybe about four or five months. Not not to you know on that on that level, but proficient enough where you know you can start making some good money. Yeah, and I've heard something about with some creators that like this whole AI thing. I mean, we were talking a little bit off. AI air. is insane. I don't yeah. even want to touch it because I, I'm. It's scary. It really yeah. is, right? Because. Um, you saw those photos of I don't know if you saw them or not of Donald Trump when he was getting arrested. Yeah, oh, those so look so realistic, real. right? Bro, I saw four of them. I think I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, dude, it was hilarious. Yeah, and it was like I can't believe how real this. It's was. hilarious, but it's scary. It's like, oh shit, you know. Have you seen the voice? Yeah, bro, there was a speech that Leonardo DiCaprio was giving, and they put Steve Jobs' voice in it, Joe Rogan's voice in it. I'm like. It's scary, So man. are they going to be able to change my voice and put words into my mouth and things yeah. that I don't say? Yeah, it's scary. Bro, I'm like, doesn't that change the world of podcasting in a way or just in it content does because creation? now, like, okay, for example, podcast, you're doing your YouTube. I'm, I'm not sure if you're doing one on Spotify or what the case yes, may be. Yes, I am, yeah. Right? But now you don't have the 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 physical to match up with the audio. Mm. So you can just put whatever the hell you want out there and so-and-so said X, Y, Z, and that's it. What the fuck? So... Is it a scary time for creators, do you think? Like, because I hear people, they're using AI to their advantage, or there are some creators who are terrified. Right. I'm terrified. Yeah. I really am. Um, it's it's good and bad, right? But I, I'm more terrified than anything. Yeah. Like, I, like we were talking off air about it. Uh, I haven't used it yet. I know we were talking about how there's this app that where it can make separate clips and just yeah. obviously yep. make the clips for you. I haven't used it yet because I'm gonna name drop because it's not sponsored by. Them. Yeah, exactly. I give you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but but I've never I've never used it. Nor do I feel like I want to. Whatever those clips can do, you can do on your computer. Exactly, and I have been. That's why I'm saying it's just like I have like this system where it's like, man, like I I love the the workflow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to like add in another tool unless you play with it, unless you see it. But I've had friends who, because uh, yeah. I've had a couple friends who have podcasts, but they started to use it, and it's funny because if I have a podcast, sometimes I could get forty clips. Yeah, but there they give you twenty. Yep. I was like, out of that whole hour, they give you twenty when I can get forty. Yeah. I'm like, they're, they don't see what I see. Right. You know what I mean? They don't, the human emotion. Right. Maybe that could be it too. Yeah. AI pick and chooses what it wants. And then you can actually physically go in there on your end. Or it might be a moment that might not be uh, too high as a, a click, you know, but yeah. something that you like. Yes. You know? Yeah. What are the, what do you think is the toughest thing when it comes to content creation in general? Um, hmm, right now is everyone being on the same page to, to, to make the content, you know, nice. if you're by yourself, I mean, all day long, you can make content by yourself, but yeah. you know, if you're trying to organize something, someone's schedule is always off. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the one thing, like say having a team, um, sorry. No, you're good. My brother. Oh. I remember, I remember Theo, he had his fucking thing blowing up like crazy, <laughs> man, Theo, has shout out to up. Theo, shout out Theo's. <laughs> I love his fucking yeah. sponsorship with the C C B D what is the C M D or whatever the the I forgot what it's yeah. yes. man his fucking guys. announcement was so fucking annoying. shout out to Theo brother yeah C B D M D man that stuff is actually that stuff works bro yeah uh, do I have a, also another question do you think everybody should have a podcast because it's almost like I had three creators on my podcast mm -hmm. and they say not everybody should why not right why not. Yeah, and but they also said that because some of them just talk bullshit. But it's like it's maybe true. I mean it's true, right? But 
somebody, you know, someone's going to drink the Kool-Aid and wants to listen to it, you know? Yeah, like, say if, like, a friend from high school or whatnot, they're like, hey, man, I actually really enjoy your show. You Like, you just talk a bunch of nonsense, yeah. so and so forth, but it's it's fun. So, I was actually thinking about creating one of the couple of friends I went to high school with. And yeah. Somebody I grew up with, but we're like, damn. We, all, we always sit down and talk, and like, can you imagine if social media was around when we were in, in middle school and high school? Bro. It's wild, right? Some of us, yeah, we'd be in, in, in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You guys can, I mean, you guys can still do it, but like you said, schedules. And then you're obviously gone now. You're, you're all no, over I'm the place. No, I'm talking about social media in general. Can yeah. you imagine if we had like Instagram back and all then? that back in high school? Oh, I mean, what? I, I think when I was growing up in like middle school, it was like MySpace. Yeah, my, <laughs> MySpace was, yeah, my high school, MySpace. You too? I didn't really get into it too much, you know? <laughs> yeah, even like the, I mean, bro, it's blown up, right? Yeah. Are you, does it terrify you with social media? I mean, especially as a father. At first it did, right? So we were kind of like, my kids wanted it, so we gave it to them, but we were monitoring their, their social media at all times, right? Um, but now it's like, Instagram was originally made for photos, for, you know, uh, to show off photography, right? Um, and man, you open up Instagram now. Reels, and it's reels. Re yeah, but it's nothing but naked, half-naked women dancing. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's like, you got away from what it was. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know if you've seen the the changes when it comes to Facebook and Meta, because uh, Me I mean Meta owns Instagram. Right. Uh, and they stopped paying their creators. Meta I mean, did. Mm -hmm. Well, Meta owns Instagram, so right. Instagram is not they're not paying their creators anymore via Instagram. Uh, yeah, there was just an article that on I just reels? saw. Mm -hmm. So you were able to get a um, depending on your views, you were able to get right. uh, some. Uh, monthly income Yes Now they're not even doing that Because obviously the economy Everybody's trying to pull back Everybody's trying to like Ugh. So I used to make money Off Instagram right? I used to Man They would send me Like 1600 bucks a month When they were first Trying out the Reels payment thing yeah. I was lucky enough to get in there Like hey you gotta But The downside for me Was that you had to produce Like 24 The numbers aren't correct But a high number of uh, uh, Reels Anywhere between 20 and 20 Let's say 20 and 30 A month Right and they'd give you 1600 bucks just trying to feel it out. And I tried it and it's it's difficult. It really yeah. is to make that many clips, uh meaningful clips. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um for that amount of money so I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Cuz even is. like doing But here but here's here's the offset. You get a beautiful girl on there and all she has to move around a little bit, you know, and there shit it and there it is. Not it knocking be, on it. Knocking it could on, be six yeah. seconds. You know what I mean? Not knocking on it, but just just to show uh, the creator pay on how it works. Yeah. Well, even the views, because everyone's going to, you know, even won't. like, say, TikTok. Um, there's like all these. I mean, there's so many other softwares that are coming up, yeah. social media apps. Um, and it's just like, man, like even like the, they're all trying to ban TikTok right now. I don't know if you've been keeping up. Yeah. With that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen? I can see it happening. I really can. Because and from what I've read, right, uh, TikTok was own, is owned by Chinese government or China or whatever that case may be. But if you go to TikTok in China, they're not showing you what we see here in the U.S. Yeah, it's all positive. It's all informational. It's all education, educational, right? Mm -hmm. Or here, when you open up TikTok, you know what it is. We're getting distracted, right? Yeah. Um, another app. I'll I'll put their name out there because I like it. It's called Vero. V-E-R-O Vero Vero okay. app yeah. And that one is geared towards uh, Photographers and videographers And stuff like that Where you actually see the photos Right It's just yeah. nothing but Artistic photos in a sense Yeah So that I mean that's what I wanted to ask you too Like how do you consume content Because I always like to consume content Like on how to get an idea 
-hmm. You know what I mean? Like say if I want to add a transition into my like videos or anything like that, I always just like to pick the brains off others and just add my own little flavor to it. You know what I mean? So how do you consume other people's content? Um, other people's content? Yeah, like do you just do you get like say obviously inspiration or you like get an idea or Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, for whatever's out there that you do see that's not half naked women dancing, <laughs> it's cool to see how other people, you know, put their work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and at first when I was first doing my videos, you know, I didn't know much about the editing portion. I learned on my own before I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um so that was, you know, a challenge in itself. Um and a lot of people don't want to give you the game. So you'd ask people like, hey, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And they're like, nope, I'm not telling you. Why? I have no clue. Where on me, on the other hand, I was giving out free game all the time. Yeah. You know, with the photography. Anytime anybody asked me, oh, how did you do this? How did you do that? Oh, well, I did it with XYZ. These yeah. are the lights I have. And this is how I set it up. Mm. And I guess, you know, I guess not to saturate the game, you know? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, they say like, oh, everybody and their mother has a podcast. Yeah. Um, But I feel like, Everybody has their own flavor, bro. You know exactly. I mean? Everybody has their own flavor. That's why when he told me, uh, should everyone have? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like everybody brings something to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? It everyone could be has different life experiences. Exactly. And I feel like my podcast is ba- is based on the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, yes, I give my little tidbits, but it's it's about you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like when my audience gets to see you guys, are like, man, who is this guy? Yeah. And let me see. Let me go see his work. Like, oh shit, he takes pictures of Cormier. He's been around with the world champions. Like, he's been there and done that. He's the bay <laughs> you know what's funny now that almost 90 percent of what i shoot i don't even post anymore really yeah why is that um i don't know mm. i'm just kind of getting bored with with the social media aspect really don't get me wrong i like to look but yeah for me to actually post work out there it's, uh, i don't know i yeah. just don't do it anymore and it's also because i feel like you put yourself at that level you know what i mean where it's you don't need You've already established yourself. Yeah. Your results speak for you. Yeah. It's almost like you can show up in the room and they already know. Yeah. You don't have to be like, guys, here's my business card. I mean, check this out. You want to know who I work with? Like, that's how it was at first. You had to, you got to put yourself Mm -hmm. out there. The business cards were like, you know, handing them out to everybody. Yes. And I think the first few times I did that, you know, you'd walk in and you'd hand out your business card. And I think what hurt the most is like, you see them on the floor afterward and you're like, fuck. Oh. You know, Man, that break it happens. Heart. It happens. Yeah. You know, but now it's I don't even carry business cards. I hardly post on social media. If I do post, you know, yeah, it's always um, like random. You know what and, I mean? And that's not just being cocky. That's just kind of being confident with your skill and your abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody knows who you are. Not everybody knows what you do. Yeah. But just in general conversation, it'll come up, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, so you know, what's your Instagram? Oh, it's X Y Z." Then they're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you know. I mean, you've you've documented so many people's journeys. Yeah. Do you wish somebody documented yours while you were coming up? I'm boring. To tell the <laughs> truth, yeah, I'm boring. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean with the transition, bro. You know what I mean? Like you said, like how we're talking about now, you've yeah. established yourself. Just like how imagine somebody documenting you giving out business cards and then getting your reaction when you see them on the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the one thing I regret in my fight career. All is the not, fighters do. Bro, not having documenting my journey. Like when I was crying yeah. in the locker room when I lost, when I've won my fights, like the bad weight cuts, like I never got anything documented. I'm like, what the fuck? See, but that was the thing. This whole document, uh, documenting, you know, the fight game 10 years ago didn't exist. Yeah. I was talking, I did some work with Josh Thompson. He goes, man, I regret not documenting my fight career crazy right and he was just like man it's it's tough you know all the stuff i did i don't have photos i don't have videos i don't have nothing 
But I told him that wasn't what was in the spotlight at the time, though. You know, you can't really blame yourself because nobody knew. Yeah, but it's almost like it's always good because I could always look, go back. Yeah. It's almost like there are files in here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand like documentation when it's like the bad nights or to give people an example like, oh, this is how you go through a bad day or like how do you deal with a loss yeah. or like what happens yeah. after a loss or during a win. Uh, there's always like lessons to pass on to other people, but sometimes by like, keeping those files to yourself is good. Yeah, it's good. Like I have, I have um, photos when DC fought Cormier. Uh, sorry, when DC fought uh, Miocic and lost. Mm. Right, I have some dope, dope photos behind the scenes of him. You know, with Dana White, Max Holloway, all in the back. Right, crazy photos that no one will probably ever see. Really, I've never released them. <laughs> DC's never even seen them. Do you think do you think it'll ever be posted out there? Um probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone tells me I should make a table book, right? I've had people tell me, "Oh, you should make a table book. You should make a table book." But it's very uh I don't know, it just to me it feels too intrusive to 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 the fighter. Mm. You know, I don't know, it just it's weird. Do you think I mean, obviously I don't think he would have a problem with it, right? Cuz it's it's the journey. At no, day, I don't think you have a problem with them. He's pretty good about it, but just they're they're too personal on my level to put out. Yeah, I could understand that because right. even though they may be okay with it, yeah. But in deep inside, you're like, man, these are tough moments. How does that feel, bro? Like, cause you build a bond with these fighters. Bro, I was balling with them. You know what I? I was in the back room balling with them. Fuck, man. He's the one to fight, and I felt like I just. You know, got the kick shit out, the shit kicked out of myself. It's and like it's, it's like them. your yeah. brother, right? You oh know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, and that's oh, yeah. I mean, like that's when I was never really like scared when I was fighting. I was always excited, and I love this. I love the lights. I was terrified when my teammates or even my little brother fights. I fucking hate that feeling. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. Just like you, it's almost the same thing. Like you, bro, you're documenting the whole training camp. You get to see the bad days, the good days, the injuries, like yeah. everything. And then sometimes, I mean, I just saw Hafiz post today when Habib had the worst training camp of his life. And I saw the description of like how he had a broken toe. And then there's, okay. So <laughs> there is so much behind that. The people don't even know like so much in the, okay. So people think five weeks go X, Y, Z and you know, straightforward. Yeah. There are so many curveballs that are thrown into a fight week <laughs> that can be family related, training related that people don't even understand. Yes. Right. Yeah. So sometimes when these guys don't even make it to the cage to fight, um, I'm able to appreciate the back end of what happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, I mean, obviously like you got, that's what I wish I had it too. Just like the losses. More importantly, I wish the doc, the losses were documented because I, I remember every single second of those, like they hit me were they hit so me more emotional. Bro. They're so intense. Just, just to look back at some of the ones I have documented. It's like, Whoa, oh my God. Yeah. I wish I had that of me because I remember <laughs> crying in the locker room like what the fuck so i think i kind of made it popular in a sense and i don't want to say popular yes. but there is a photo out there floating and i think i was the first one to post it on uh dc's rough uh weight cut and it's dc kind of laying on the floor i think kane is on one side and somebody else on the other side trying to pick him off the ground mm. and that one went viral everywhere i think uh espn even picked it up it was just everywhere and, Bro. you know, the script was something to the effect of, you know, the hard weight cut, you know, what people don't see behind the scenes and X, Y, Z. Yeah. And it's just DC kind of laying out, you know. Yeah. What's one of the biggest things that you've learned from these high-level individuals? 
um, learned as far as I would say just anything when it comes to like where their work ethic, their grit, their 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 day, their like their constant showing up and just. So I mean, just look at Khabib, look at DC's work ethic. Those guys can be sick. They can be not having the best day. Something happens uh, with family, and they're in the gym training every yeah. day. That doesn't let it get to them, you know. But once they're done, you know, they kind of reflect on whatever is ailing them at that moment. Yeah. And I think it's good for even DC to like have met you because it's almost like you've had, you have that sickening work ethic as well. Yeah. I try to man. It's <laughs> tough, but I try. So, I mean, even when you're, you're flying out to all these locations, man, like, do you ever just kind of like, fuck, like, I mean, how many hours do you get to sleep? Honestly, a night. <laughs> um, when I have a long week. Okay. So, so here's, here's the tough thing about it. Right. When I was younger, I'd be, I was fortunate where I'd be flying out to Miami for work. Mm. Right. In my younger days, you work during the day, um, you change out and then you go out at night. Then you get up in the morning, do it again. Yeah. Um, and for me, the clients that had in Miami, those dudes were balling on a different level. Yes. So they'd be like, Oh, we're going to club live. Oh, we're going to X, Y, Z tonight. Yeah. Um, and I'd be like, no nah, man, I'm tired. They're like, Nope, you gotta go. So we'd go out, stay out till like four or five in the morning. I'd sleep maybe two hours and get back right to work in the morning. Fuck. You know what? That's what I've learned too about say entrepreneurs. The sleep schedule is different. No, totally different. It's very different. And I've noticed that with myself. Like I remember when I was a fighter, I didn't really prioritize my sleep very well. Yeah. I've definitely harnessed that better. But when there are days when I got to work, I'm like, I'm going to get four today. Yeah. I'm literally going to get fucking five. Like I'm not going to sleep good today. Like I got to work. Yeah. No, no bullshit. We'd be in Miami, right? Partying. And this is a true story. <laughs> I'd be there and they don't know who I am, but I know who they are. My clients were friends with these people. Yeah. Fat Joe would be there. Uh, DJ Khaled, all these dudes in Miami. Right. And they're out there ah, partying, it's you know, crazy. all in the elevator. And then they'd be buying bottles and X, Y, Z. And I don't have money to pay for bottles. Right. Yeah. I had, I'm broke. So then my clients, you know, they're, 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 they're they have money. Yeah. So I'd be like, Oh, so what do I owe? You know, I kind of pull out my wallet to yeah. be like, what do I owe? <laughs> yes. And they're like, no, 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 we got it. I'd be like, cool, thank you. Put my wallet back because I had no intention of paying because I was broke. <laughs> Is that crazy, bro? Like seeing all these guys. I mean, like, honestly, like you hear their music, but being with them. Yeah. Isn't that a trip, man? Yeah. Like, I feel like you've you've seen it and you've done it. It's it's a trip at first, but once you get to know them, they're just like you and I. But they're worth it. Their worth ethic is what got them to where they're at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because those guys are nonstop, too. I remember going to the studio five, six in the morning, you know, and these guys are just nonstop working, 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 working. Yeah, bro. Like, my um, my cousin, he's uh, Tory Lanez's assistant. So, yeah. Tory just got arrested, obviously, but he would say, like, Tory don't sleep. No, they don't. Like They don't. And that's a crazy thing, right? They I mean, don't. It's a weird, like, I think Elon was even talking about, he's like, man, he's like, nobody should be doing this type of work. He's like, it's not, it's not made for. Well, you saw Elon was sleeping in his office and Twitter and on the floor and on tables, wherever you can get a nap in. It's wild, bro. Yeah. But it's almost like that's what it takes, right? Yeah. Right. And see, the thing with me too, is when I travel, I hate sleeping in hotels. I can't even sleep. So sometimes I'll be up to like four or five in the morning. Yeah. Or I'll go to the gym to try to like walk and get tired or do some weights to get myself tired and yeah. right back to the room and your mind is just constantly going right see that's yeah. the whole aspect of turning it off though yeah and i feel like bro that's what i'm i don't i don't want to say that's what i'm scared for but it's almost like fighting i know what i'm putting myself through yeah you know what i mean i know what i signed up for so it's almost like 
I've always been that, but it's just, it's scaling now. Yeah. It's just going to get, oh, it's going to get somewhere, but it's just like, are you able to keep up with it? Are you yeah. able to maintain it and grow it? That's the one thing that I'm just like, I know I can do, but is it going to be a detriment to my future wife, to my future children? See, and that's the thing. Not everyone's lifestyle is built for the work uh their their spouse does yeah so that has to be set in stone like luckily for me is like hey i gotta go well okay cool yeah. why do i gotta go because we have kids the mortgage needs to be paid this needs to be paid we have bills and they'll be taken care of yeah i'm fortunate where i tell my kids um they ask me for something hey i can't get it right now give me a few weeks but you'll have it you know i, I can't do it right man. now but you'll get it yeah and they're like cool no problem yeah like, how bro how important is that to have like the right partner by your side because a hundred percent you have to a lot of people you have to would not appreciate say you hustling so much you busy like you should be here yeah. like so and so forth like i feel like bro like having the right wife yeah is a fucking life hack yeah you know what i mean luckily for me if if i'm in town i'll you know help out as much as possible i'll pick up the kids take them to practice uh, dinners i'm doing dinner in the whole nine yards but when i'm away she picks up the kids, takes them to practice, feeds them, makes sure homework's done, and the whole nine yards on our end, you know? Yeah. So it's a give and take. While I'm here, you know, I'll try to do as much as possible to alleviate that from her so she gets a little bit of rest and downtime. But when I'm gone, she picks up the slack. Yeah. Was that hard uh, in the beginning of that when the journey started for you to travel all around the world? Was it kind of hard? So, no, in a sense, because we needed the money. When, when, when we first started out, I was traveling for necessity. Like I couldn't find work here in the Bay Area. Once the music thing was done here, I was not getting as much, you know, jobs. Like I said, you know, yeah. to, due to the, the the prices and the cameras. But Miami was calling. Hey, I'll be back. I gotta go get this money. And I'll be back. Yeah. Cool. That's how we gotta pay the bills. Yeah. That's how we're gonna put braces in the kids' mouths. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yes. I'm dead serious. That's you know. Really. And the thing is. If, if you don't have a wife, you don't have kids, or you don't have anything, yeah, shit, whatever money you go out there and get, you go out there and blow it, and you come back broke. Cool, mm. no problem. I can eat ramen for a week. Yeah, dude, you know? that's the crazy thing, too, where it's like people will sometimes, like, I, I cook them really the same shit all the time. And yeah. then people are like, don't you get fucking tired of eating the same shit? I'm like, honestly, no. you no. like it. And it's like it's nourishing for my body, and it's good enough macronutrients that I'm consuming, yeah. but it's crazy that – I can do the most basic shit every day and be okay. Yeah, you love it, man. <laughs> but that's just like with the whole, you know, you can sleep wherever you want. Yeah. You can eat whatever you want. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like that's what it takes. Yeah. So if you have to survive off ramen, you'll find a way to. I remember, man, when uh, I did a lot of security work too before the photography. I mean, I did them at the same time, but, you know, kind of supplement the income. And I remember where I had like three bucks to put gas in my car to get to work. And I was just like, fuck, I can't. This is This is not... This is not it. Yeah. You know, and of course, you know, my parents would always help me out. Huge shout out to my parents. They always help yeah. me out. But you hate to ask, you know. Um, my dad never told me no when I, when hey, I need to borrow money. Mm. Cool, no problem. I just want it in return. Yeah. You don't have to tell me when, but I just want it back. Yeah. My mom, too. Uh, she gave me my first four grand to buy my first uh, actual, like, pro camera. Yeah. Because she saw the potential. She's like, boom, here. Yeah. Order it. Get it done. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful aspect, man, like where parents, it's almost like, even like when parents uh, pay for your college, True. but instead, they get you a fucking camera yeah. that 10Xs it, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that that camera cost four grand, but what did it give back? Yeah. You know what I mean? The return of investment was much greater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I went to college, I didn't qualify for financial aid. I don't know how the hell I did not qualify, but I didn't qualify. 
Um, you know, I think I did get like the Borg Warner and some like you know other other stuff waved off, but um, everything else was out of pocket. Do you think college is uh, essential? Now, probably not. Back then, yes. Um, there's so many other jobs people can do now that pay you know excellent money. Where college, I think, is kind of phasing out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What for content creators, man? Like. How how do they figure out the whole charging aspect when it comes to weddings, when it comes to the music, when it comes to athletes? Like, how do they manage all that, the pricing and the charging? You know what? I don't know. Everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone's different. I know photographers that charge 10 grand to show up to a wedding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they get paid, but they're excellent at their craft. Yeah. You know? Um, I was reading, there was a news article about this guy. Um, who was shooting an Indian wedding? They, I think, they paid him eighty or thousand, eighty thousand or ninety thousand dollars, and the guy was complaining because the, he didn't get booked at the five star hotel that the west of the wedding, the rest of the wedding party were staying at. The photographer was mad. The photographer was mad, hey, and I was like, "Bro, for seventy thousand dollars, you can put me up at Motel Six, and I'll be good." Bro, right? Yeah. See, that's what I mean by the whole that simple life where you can like, dude. If I could sleep on the floor, I could sleep on the fucking floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll sleep in my car. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, but that's what I've always, I've always been curious about that because like everybody does charge very differently. Yeah. And when it comes to different work too. Yeah. Right. So what do you think uh, you should charge more when it comes to the photography or the videos? What do you think is more work? Do you think? What's more valuable to you? Yeah. Ooh. Right. Yeah. What's more valuable to you? So it all depends on the customer, really. Yeah, the customer. Yeah. Do you 100%. ever have to like break the pick the brains off the customer, like to see what they want, what they like? Always. So I always try to get you know an idea of what they want, uh, what the budget is, just so I can kind of you know price myself around their uh, yeah their expectations. Yeah. Do you ever have to work with their budget? Or of course, do you, and I don't yeah. mind doing that. That's the thing. Like yeah. I'm in it for the money, but I'm not. I like yes. doing what I do. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, man, because I've, uh, like, my fitness and nutrition business, bro, I've helped so many people for free in the beginning. Like yeah. you said, nobody knows me. Nobody knows, like, the yeah. transformations I've ever done. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I have to put in that work where it's like, oh, like, let me show you the value and then let the results speak for me. Yeah, and once you do that, the majority of my work that I've, that I've gotten in the past was all off referrals. So I might have done uh, a free job for XYZ, but XYZ referred me to so-and-so yeah. who then paid me top dollar for for the same for the same task bro the the power of word of mouth right mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you can have a website yes you can have a social media so on and so forth yeah. but now it's, it's all word of mouth on my end bro honestly same for me you know what i mean like i have clients that i've never even shook their hand because yeah. like my fitness and nutrition is all online based yeah. you know what i mean so it's like people that i've never yes i do zoom calls with them and i get to like communicate with that aspect yeah but these people that i've never even fucking touched yep you know what I mean? It's all via word of mouth, which is a trip. And I'm just like, damn, like I'm not making these fucking videos where it's like, guys, buy my programs. You know what I mean? Selling no. for this much. Like, I don't don't need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I see other people doing it and their business is obviously scaled. And sometimes I like take take a step back. I'm like, should I be doing that? But I'm like, I don't know. Because there are obviously multiple steps ahead, right. like financially. Right. But I'm always like, I don't. But then you lose actual touch with that clientele, right? That's what I'm saying. You're you're selling cookie cutter meal preps or meal plans to to just the vast majority. Yeah. When you're not picking the brand and see like, okay, this is what you need for your individualized plan. Yes. And that's where the problem lies, right? Where you get too big, where you can't cater to everybody the way. Or sorry, I want to say the cater, but you you can't spend enough time with that individual client the way you need to. Yeah, yeah, agree, man. 
What do you what do you think is the the hardest and the best thing about your career? Um, the hardest thing is being away from from my family as much, right? Yeah. You know, and then the best thing is, man, I get to see the world. Yeah. You know, and it sucks sometimes because you know, like, I went to Guam, right, and I was laying on the beach in Guam, and I was like, damn, I wish my my family was here to see what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I post a little quick video and then right away, must be nice, you know? And I'm like, oh. Shit. <laughs> but you didn't see, you didn't see me, uh, you didn't see me kill myself, you know, the last four days. That's what I'm saying, right? But it, it's little jabs. It's not, yeah. you know, it's nothing serious. It's just kind of like messing around. Do you, uh, do you really sit back and enjoy those moments when you're there? Like you said, sitting on the beach at Guam? Yes. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I was in, I got to go to the beach maybe for like an hour. Um, somebody Damn. hosted us there So we were there And this guy had his private beach And he barbecued for us And you know Had drinks And the whole nine yards for us And I just sat on the beach Like damn This is beautiful That's crazy man So that's the one thing I feel like people don't do Is uh, love the process Yeah They ignore that They're almost like No I gotta work No I gotta work No fuck my family No fuck this No fuck that It's like Dude You'll burn yourself to the ground You will You will But yeah Given our location, I mean, it's tough not to, right? Yeah. Because you have to hustle here. You have to have multiple sources of income to make it here in the Bay Area. Absolutely, man. There's no other way. Yeah. I think I read something where they said if you make uh, 200000 uh 200,000K, that you are considered uh, low income. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. I'm not even touching a third of that. So I'm like below the spectrum. But then That's I can't crazy, even qualify for anything. You know? I was like, damn. Yeah, man, it's it's fucking wild. I mean, I would ask where you were, but obviously we're on a fucking podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to show, like show your location. <laughs> as far as my home, uh, you know, I'm set. I'm good. I got my house is nice. You know, it's not it's nothing crazy. It's a little small house, but yeah, that's the thing too, bro. Like the simple life. Yeah, I'm good. We could live in a small house. Does it have a bed? Yes. Does it have a kitchen? Yes. Yeah, Does it I'm have good. fucking bathrooms? Yes. Yes. We're okay. Easy. I'm fortunate where I have a big backyard working. I have all my dogs. We have a bunch of dogs. How many? Uh, five. Jesus Christ. That's, all, that's like almost, how many kids do you have? Uh, so we have three total. My wife yeah. had one from a previous relationship and then my two boys. What's the hardest thing? Being a father, like raising children or your job, your career? Mm. My job is pretty much easy because I know it like the back of my hand. That's right? true. Yeah. Right? So you can't compare kids. My kids I've been fortunate where my kids are easy, right? Mm. The only thing uh, that we struggle on, of course, is like the older one with the homework situation. Yeah. But he's a damn good kid. I mean, we got lucky where they don't give us any headache. Yeah, homework's fucking tough, bro. <laughs> but then again, you know what? That's from growing up on the east side. You know you, you know what to expect, right? So your kids can't run game on you. Like my kids try to run game. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's I think that's one of the benefits of actually being raised on the east side where you kind of, no, 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 you're trying to run a game. I know what's going on. Yes. Do you, uh, does it ever kind of take you off when you hear people say, oh, a camera can't take care of your lifestyle? A camera can? Can't. Like, has, has somebody ever told you that? Like, when you first started photography. Proof. I'm living proof. Man. You know what I mean? This is what I do full time. Yes. I don't have to do any other job. This is what I do full time. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I do it full time, full time, you know, yeah. or it's overtime. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. But this is, this is what takes care of myself. And That's my what family. I tell people who want to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this is obviously time, but it's like, oh, you got to overtime as well. Yes. It's, it never stops. Yeah. So it's like, it's funny when people are like, oh, I'm just going to record, 
you know, three people and that's three weeks worth. And I'm like, I'm, I'll be good. I'm yeah, like, no. no, no, no. These weeks will go by so fucking fast. I was like, yeah. you need to be on it. Yeah. Like I could think like, oh man, I got four people. Oh, I could relax a little bit. That's no. not the case. Nope. That is not the case. Like you have to keep fucking hustling. Just yeah. like you said, the fucking Bay Area. Yep. Yeah. Does that, I mean, you're not here anymore, right? So you're obviously in a more calmer area, I would say. I'm in the South Bay, just not San Jose. Oh, So okay. I'm still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I thought you were like gone, gone. No, 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 no. I was no. like, damn, are you in Houston? No, 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 no. I'm still in the South Bay. <laughs> All right, my brother. Well, hey, we just hit an hour. I really want to be respectful damn. of your time. Isn't that fucking fast? Here, real quick before you, before you go. <laughs> Check this out. This is crazy. I'm going to tell you how I got my first digital camera. Not my pro, but my first like basic digital camera. So... I couldn't afford it, right? I couldn't afford the digital camera to save my life. My little cousin, he's actually a photographer too. I got him into it and he just fucking blew up. This dude uh, does uh, photos for, or he did for the Miami Heat. Um, we're just fortunate, man. We got Jesus good clientele. Christ. And he was actually, uh, he was the youngest photographer to go overseas when uh, we were in war in Baghdad or something like that. He went at 16 or 15 years old. My uncle was in the army and he, uh, he basically... You know, my cousin wanted to go, so my uncle paid uh, his whole entire trip, hooked him up with some military people out there, and that's what he did. So when he came back, he went. He was going to Little Haiti yeah. uh, when the earthquake hit, that huge earthquake. Yeah. He was fortunate enough to go in with the doctor's group where the doctor's group uh, was documenting all the people that were taken care of. Mm. And he reached out to me. He goes, hey, man, I need a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and I was like, what do you need a bulletproof vest for? He goes, man, I'm going to Haiti. It's going crazy out there. You know, they're, they're murdering people. Um, because there was no there was no uh, food sources, there yeah. was no water, so everyone was just panicking. And there was malaria, and there was all these diseases over there. So I was doing security work at the time, and I had one. He goes, hey, I'll trade you. He yeah. goes, I got an extra camera if you got a vest. I was like, cool. <laughs> so that's how I got my first camera. We swapped. I dead serious. I gave him one of my bulletproof vests, and he gave me a camera. How the fuck did you have one? From doing security work. <laughs> really? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I didn't know security fucking gave you bulletproof shit. No, you buy, him. you buy him, right? So oh. you buy him on your own. I was doing work on the east side for, you yeah. know, some of the Spanish clubs. Fuck, and, uh, you know, a lot of those people, a lot of those guys are strapped or, you know, they, they you know, have something to shank each other. You that's know? a pretty big trip, honestly. That's a big swap. Yeah. Because, I mean, eh, it's funny because that swap saves his life and it benefits your life. Yeah, it does. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, and I had two of them, so I was like, cool. So oh, do you still have it? Camera. <laughs> so from that camera, I actually sold it. I sold it to a friend of mine for the low, and then I upgraded, and then that's when I got you know the pro camera with that with my mom. That's crazy, bro. What a fucking story. Yeah. Do you still have the other suit? The other? No, I got rid of them. There was no need for them. I Maybe. think back then I was a few, uh, <laughs> few uh, pounds down. So yeah, I don't think if I wanted to put it on, I can even put it on to save my life. Fuck well that's wild my bad Well my brother I uh, definitely want to let you go Because you are a fucking busy man And I respect your time just for fucking being here man no, Thank you so time. much Thank bro you. appreciate you. you So my very very last question to you uh, Out of all the years that you've been alive What's the greatest lesson you've ever learned What is the greatest lesson that I've ever learned uh, Man Don't fall into peer pressure mm. Be your own man be your own person um, I have so many friends right now That are either in prison or dead or you know, in some sort of drug or recovery because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Be your own person. Are there any closing statements you'd like to give for the podcast? And that's it, man. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> no, thank you, brother, for coming on here, man. And you're doing, 
you're constantly doing some big shit. Even though you don't post and share it, I know you're fucking hustling. I'm and trying, man. I'm trying. You know trying. what I mean, bro? But I love that shit, my man. Like you're still on it. And like yeah. you've already, like you've already established yourself, but you're still fucking showing up. And that's what I love about you, my man. You've never fucking stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's where the uncommon come from is they just don't stop. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate too where everyone that I've encountered have, have been nothing but positive. You know, mm. I think I've only had one experience where one celebrity put me off and that was about it. And mm. all my time of doing the work that I do. Yeah. Fuck you, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, he fucking missed out for sure, right? No, man. We were in Miami. And <laughs> no, he missed photo. out. He missed out. I asked, well, I asked him for a photo for an assignment. So it wasn't even for me. I had to take a photo of him for something. And he told me to go fuck off. And I was like, whoa, it's not even for me. I was working for Dwayne Wade at the time and I Jesus needed some photos Christ. for an event. And then I was with a female, uh, she was a co-host or something like that from a show. And then right off the bat, she asked him, she goes, oh, I need it for so, oh, right away. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like, bro, wow. I just literally asked you the same thing. What a fucking, he probably don't remember what. That's all good. Well, fuck him. Miss, I don't care what you say. He's missing out for <laughs> sure. Shaq shoes are better. Yes. Well, my brother, thank you so much for coming on again, Anytime, my man. man. Thank and, you for having me. And keep fucking hustling, yes, my man, sir. all right? I'll see you at the fucking top, my man. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out here. Goodbye, y'all. Uh.